Hello, coaches and basketball enthusiasts. Welcome to the Coach Carvalho Podcast, podcast that explores the world of statistically-based basketball strategies and bold training methods. I'm Coach Carvalho, your host, and today we have a thought-provoking topic. Is the NCAA hoops a minor league in the making? In recent years, college basketball has experienced notable transformations mainly due to the implementation of NIL rules. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. These recent NIL regulations have granted student athletes the opportunity to leverage their skills and profit from their personal brands during their collegiate careers. Nevertheless, this evolution has sparked inquiries regarding the NCAA Division I men's and women's basketball's role in relation to the NBA and the WNBA. Is college basketball progressively serving as a developmental league and a talent pipeline for these professional associations? Before we explore this intriguing subject, let's discuss the impact of NIL on college basketball. The introduction of NIL regulations has opened new possibilities for collegiate athletes, particularly those in basketball. NIL permits players to enter into endorsement agreements, monetize their social media presence, and engage in diverse marketing prospects without jeopardizing their amateur status. The potential for financial gain via NIL avenues has already influenced the decisions of a significant number of student-athletes. In the 22 season, approximately 10% of D1's men's basketball teams witnessed the departure of players enticed by NIL opportunities. These players, aware of the potential of earning substantial income through endorsements and sponsorships, opted to leave their college early. While NIL has certainly had an impact on player retention, it also raises pertinent questions about the long-term implications of the sport and its influence on coaching. Let's now explore the concept of college basketball as a potential developmental league. Could the accessibility of NIL opportunities potentially lead to a transformation of college basketball into a minor league system similar to what we observe in major league baseball? Drawing parallels between college basketball and baseball is an intriguing idea. Minor leagues operating under Major League Baseball serve as a developmental platform for up-and-coming professional baseball players. With the introduction of NIL, college basketball is beginning to resemble a similar path for talented young players. The combination of financial incentives exposure, and the competitive environment in Division I basketball makes it an attractive option for aspiring professional athletes. Additionally, the idea of NBA and WNBA teams affiliating with Division I programs to establish a talent pipeline is not out of the realm of possibility. We have already observed NBA teams making investments in G League teams to support the growth and development of their young players, providing them with valuable playing time and coaching resources. 
It is possible that a similar trend could emerge in college basketball with NBA and WNBA teams forming partnerships with Division I programs to nurture their future talents. If college basketball were to transition into a developmental league for the NBA and WNBA, it would undeniably carry significant ramifications for the sport and the NCAA. However, it is important to recognize that there may also be drawbacks to this scenario. The NCAA emphasizes amateurism education and the student-athlete experience. If college basketball were to transition into a minor league system, there is a concern that the concept of amateurism could be compromised. This could potentially place additional pressures on student-athletes as they may be primarily seen as prospects for professional leagues rather than as individuals pursuing a college education. Additionally, the NCAA would face challenges in regulating and overseeing a potential minor league system. Ensuring fair play, maintaining competitive balance, and managing the relationship between D1 programs and affiliated NBA and WNBA teams would present a complex logistic issue. In response to the changing landscape, the NCAA would need to adapt its rules and regulations to ensure the integrity of college basketball. While the NCAA Division I men's and women's basketball has not fully transitioned into a minor league system for the NBA and the WNBA, the introduction of NIL has created the potential for this shift. The financial opportunities and the potential interest from the NBA and the WNBA partnerships suggest that college basketball could increasingly serve as a talent pipeline for professional leagues. However, it is important to consider the significant impact such a transformation would have on the sport, the NCAA, and the overall experience of student-athletes. Careful consideration and thoughtful deliberation would be necessary. Now, let's shift our focus to a different aspect of the NIL, the percentage of revenue sharing with universities. NIL allows student-athletes to profit from their brand while in college. However, one often overlooked aspect of NIL agreements is the percentage of revenue sharing with universities. So let's explore the impact of NIL on university budgets. When student athletes choose to share a percentage of their NIL earnings with their universities or athletic departments, it can significantly impact university budget. The percentage of earnings that student athletes choose to share with their universities can vary greatly, ranging from a small portion to a substantial amount. For universities, this revenue sharing can provide crucial funding for athletic programs, scholarships, and other initiatives. If a substantial number of student athletes decide to contribute a significant percentage of their NIL earnings, it could translate into a noteworthy surge in revenue for universities. This infusion of resources 
could empower universities to make greater investments in their athletic programs, facilities, and resources, ultimately enhancing the overall student-athlete experience. Revenue sharing between student-athletes and their universities raises questions about the financial relationship between the two parties, as well as how it would impact their playing time and coaching. Universities often provide student-athletes with scholarships covering tuition, housing, meals, and additional expenses, signifying a considerable financial commitment by universities and their student-athletes. When student-athletes share a portion of their NIL earnings with their universities, they are essentially giving back to the institutions that have provided them with educational opportunities and resources. However, it is important to ensure that this financial arrangement is fair and equitable. Striking the right balance is crucial as it allows student athletes to enjoy the benefits of their NIL rights while also supporting the financial stability of their universities. Let's look at some fascinating facts about NIL and its impact on college basketball. Fact one, a fascinating aspect of the NIL era is the significant number of Division I men's basketball players who have secure NIL deals. Recent data reveals that approximately 60% of NSCAA D1 basketball players have entered into such agreements. This high percentage demonstrates a widespread desire to leverage the commercial value of their athletic talents. As a result, college basketball players can now sign endorsement deals and engage in various marketing opportunities without compromising their eligibility or amateur status. Fact two, the NIL financial gain opportunities have undoubtedly influenced the decisions of some student athletes. Approximately 10% of D1 men's basketball teams lost players to NIL opportunities during the 22 season and this percentage is expected to rise in 2023. These players recognize the potential to earn significant income through endorsements and sponsorships, prompting them to leave their college teams prematurely. While the impact of NIL on player retention is a concern for college basketball programs, it also raises questions about the long-term implications for the sport as a whole. Fact three, before NIL, the transfer rate in NCAA D1 basketball was around 11%. However, since the implementation of NIL rules, there has been a noticeable increase in transfers. The percentage change in transfer rates has risen to approximately 20%. This increase suggests that players are actively seeking better NIL opportunities elsewhere possibly in more lucrative markets or with more prominent brands. Fact four, preliminary data suggests that on average, approximately 30% of a student athlete's income comes from NIL deals. In some cases, the amounts generated by college and high school athletes are unheard of with figures like Bronny James with an NIL valuation of $5.9 million. Hansel Emmanuel at 1.2 million, Angel Reese with an NIL valuation of 5.2 million, 
Flo J. Johnson at 1.1 million, and Caitlin Clark with an NIL valuation of $762,000. Fact five, it is worth noting that the percentage of total earnings varies across athletes. Some top NCAA basketball players may have a more significant share of endorsement earnings compared to their peers, while others may struggle to secure lucrative deals. This discrepancy can be attributed to various factors such as on-court performance, personal branding, and marketability. This raises questions about how NIL variants might impact on the court playing time and the dynamics of coaching. In summary, if college basketball were to become a minor league for the NBA and WNBA, it would undoubtedly have significant implications for the sport and the NCAA. What remains uncertain is the impact of NIL on the dynamics of the sport on and off the court. Well, folks, that wraps up today's episode. If you enjoyed today's topic, leave your likes and comments and subscribe to more insightful discussions on the world of basketball. Until next time, keep the ball bouncing and the ideas flowing. This is Coach Carvalho signing off.